0: Welcome to Book Bumble, the podcast for people who love to read. In each episode, we'll introduce a stack of books that are tied together with a common connection to help take a deeper dive into each story. We provide a space to talk books that is friendly and deep with a little hint of geek. I'm Laura Pleasant,
1: And I'm Leslie Hopping.
0: And we are two friends who love spending time with our families, visiting libraries, and reading great books. We are so happy you joined us. Let's get started. Leslie, hi, Laura. This is episode ten. Today, our stack of books is tied together with a common theme of historical representations of very important times or people in history. Nice. So, what book do you want to start with? Okay, I want to start with a book titled *Carolina Built* by Kiana Alexander. What came out in February of 2022, and here's the starting point. This is historical fiction based on the life of Josephine N. Leary, a woman I had never heard about before. Me you never heard of her? No. So Josephine, along with her grandmother, mother, and younger brother, the whole family, enslaved on a plantation in North Carolina until Josephine was nine. She went on to become a businesswoman and a real estate magnate while being a wife, raising two daughters, and maintaining loving and close relationships with her mother, her grandmother, and her brother. Wow. It's a really inspirational story. She teaches herself how to handle finances and how to invest in real estate and imagine the time period.
1: Right, I actually was thinking this
0: she has a lot of surprising. strikes. Yeah, she has a lot of strikes mm-hmm. against her. I loved how the author showed that Josephine's priority was to teach her daughters and other young women other young women self-reliance, independence and resiliency. She faced so much adversity both personally and as she tried to become a professional woman so it's written in a refreshingly positive tone and voice and I realized how much fiction I read when I started to anticipate something (laughs) bad happening when something simple happened in the story like one of the characters was asking another to get something out of a cupboard and my mind immediately went to oh she's gonna find like a ribbon left behind by another (laughs) woman (laughs) (laughs) Um, there's also some really cool photos in the back of the book that having, that have me really wanting to visit Edenton, North Carolina, Hmm. which is where she lived and see the J.N. Leary building. You're going to learn about someone who will inspire you. And I really think you should read Carolina Built by Kiana Alexander. That sounds really good. I
1: really was thinking about a real estate magnet. You know, a woman mm-hmm. doing that even now is uh, there are many more men than women, right? So that's really and she
0: was enslaved, right? Born into slavery, and just the time period. Mm-hmm. So there's that. She's also a woman, mm-hmm. and at that a time, wife. very traditional roles. Yes. She was expected to do everything. I think that women would find a lot of. Um, commonalities Mm -hmm. with her Mm -hmm. in the different things that she was expected to keep in the air did they make
1: a big deal of the um, husband's role in the story I'm just interested
0: yeah I mean he was a main character and they made a big deal of how her success and her wanting to have more than just being a wife and mother mm-hmm. affected him. That's what I wondered. It's if they really interesting. That. Interesting. Yeah. Great book. All right.
1: So I've got another one I'd like to share and it is called Take My Hand by Dolan Perkins Vandez, and it came out in April of 2022. So it's a new book. Uh, here's our starting point. Our main character, Civil Townsend, graduated from college in nursing in 1973. So backing up, she's, um, her dad was a doctor, her grandpa was a doctor, her dad really wanted her to be a doctor and help him with his practice, but she really thought she could reach more people as a woman nurse, Mm -hmm. so um, you start with a little bit of that tension in the beginning. Um, She lives in Montgomery, Alabama, but it's a very different Alabama that she lives in than many other black people are living in at that same time. Um she lives in a nice neighborhood, has educated friends, gets to go to school with them, going to college, very different from right down the road from her. So she begins her work for the Montgomery Family Planning Clinic. As a black woman herself, she feels she can get the patients to feel that they can trust her. Uh, the pregnancy rate for young poor black women is really astronomical, so she wants to help by getting them birth control options and just educating them Um, so each of the new nurses has time that she works in the clinic they're also given one family that they need to visit off-site and hers that she's assigned are the Williams sisters Um, there's grandma dad and then the two girls and as she pulls up to this derelict one-room shack she realizes her patient's India and Erica are only 11 and 13 years old.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Um, And she's meant to go give them a birth control shot that actually hasn't really been researched well and and maybe causes cancer. Um, So when she sees how young these girls are and what kind of life they're living, it just changes the trajectory of Sybil's personal and professional plans for her future. And really just the story takes off. Wow. Um, So this is based on true events. So Civil Townsend is not the name of the person that it's based off of. But um, there was a similar case um, that happened with same age girls, that kind of thing. Um, Sterilization, Roe versus Wade, Tuskegee men experimentation, which I didn't know much about. They were giving them syphilis and then Mm -hmm. not curing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, was all going on at that same time. And to think about these things actually happening to these hardworking people in the 70s was just horrifying to me. Yes. I mean, these just the situations that you would hope w- would have been done or gone were just so prevalent in these people's lives in that area right at that time. So this is told by Sybil herself as a young woman in 1973, so this fresh, like, nurse ready to go, and then as an older woman in 2016 Mm -hmm. as she revisits some of her past decisions. So she actually, says right from the beginning, um, she's going to go back to Montgomery for the first time in a long time. Okay. Um, Really got me thinking about what was going on in our country at a political level. I mean, civil, uh, there was a lawsuit, and they went to Washington, D.C., talked about the president that was president at the time and kind of the laws that were being made and how it truly affected these families that were too poor to be able to advocate for themselves. They were families that wanted nothing more than to take care of their own children but were being led astray by people that were more educated They were being handed things and just told to put an X on the line. And they were trusting these nurses were going to be taking care of them. Um, But this book, I just, it wasn't a super easy book to read, but it was well worth it. It's not a long book. It was well worth it. And it really just made you made you think. And I think that we need those books sometimes. And that was Take My Hand by Dolan Perkins Valdez. Oh,
0: I really want to read that. that so good. That sounds really good.
1: And Civil Townsend and her relationship with this family that she was supposed to just go and give shots to every few months. That was supposed to be her role. Um, and getting to know the grandma and the father. Um, just... I like that family i still think about that family and how it actually affected her family her father who was the doctor and um and then it says in the book um on the book for this too so it's not a spoiler she became a doctor mm. and worked as an OBGYN. wow so it it you just great. it really just all full circle but it still brings up the, even the current problems that go on. Mm-hmm.
0: Really it sounds nice. really, really good. Like an important book that makes you yeah. really think. And yeah. I really like those kind awesome. of books a lot.
1: So what book do you want to tie in next?
0: Well, I want to talk about a book called The Girl with the White Gloves by Carrie Maher, written in 2020. This is biographical fiction. Carrie Maher also wrote The Kennedy Debutante which is about Kathleen, known as Kick Kennedy, who was the Mm. sister of JFK, and I've read that one as well. Here's where our story starts. This is a story of Grace Kelly, who was a daughter, sister, friend, iconic movie star, and eventually became Princess of Monaco. It's a book to really get lost in. We follow Grace from... being a starry-eyed young girl hoping to make a life on Broadway to her quote-unquote storybook marriage to Prince Rainier of Monaco. It's ultimately the story of a woman who's trying to be seen and heard and to be accepted for who she is and what she has to offer in a world that wants perfection. And it's also, she lived in a time that really pigeonholed women and we learn in this book that everything has a price. I was just swept away by all the glamour and also what was behind all the glamour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So struggles, feelings of not being enough, hard work, loves and losses, oh, being headstrong and trying to reach your dreams and get what you deserve. It's, the book is all about reinventing yourself. The novel is told from Grace's perspective, so we get a really complete picture of her inner life, and that part was really well done. I rooted for her every step of the way. Underlying everything was she just had this deep desire to feel accepted and loved by her parents, especially her overbearing father. It just seemed like no matter what she did, it just wasn't enough all the way to the end. It was such an intimate portrait of a woman who seemingly, seemingly had it all. I mean, have you ever looked yes. at pictures of her? She's absolutely <laughs> yes. stunning. I had some fun doing some photo research mm. of Grace Kelly, kind of going down that rabbit hole. This book had lavish settings, an old Hollywood feel, famous friends like Frank Sinatra and Alfred Hitchcock, <laughs> a royal wedding, and a beautiful kingdom. And I picked this book up from the library to revisit because I had actually read it when it first came out. And I was just gonna kind of flip through it right. and just remember, but I immediately got hooked and I read it again in just <laughs> one day. So this book, if you need a book to transport you mm-hmm. and to just sweep you away, this is it Girl with the Light Le- in the White Gloves by Carrie Maher.
1: That sounds really good. It's really good. And you know, there are always times where I want to be swept away, especially in that old Hollywood glamour. Yeah. And as we know, what's behind
0: the glamour? Yes. Because I'm sure it's
1: not all or wasn't all
0: glamour. And that's why I think why I liked it, because it was essentially about a woman Mm -hmm. trying to fit in. Right, and, and that to ide- realize her potential,
1: and that idea of still trying to make people happy, like your father, right?
0: So after your Grace Kelly, yeah, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Okay,
1: well, I can't wait to pick that
0: up. Okay, one what on. do you have?
1: I have another one that actually has a lot of connections. Mm. Very different time period, very different person, but a lot of connections um, with your book, and this is called Enchantress of Numbers by Jennifer. Verini and it came out in two thousand seventeen. So this is also a historical fiction novel, but it's about Ava Lovelace. It's probably Lovelace. I'm not sure. Lovelace. Oh um, yeah. I, it looks like Lovelace. So she is the only biological daughter of Lord Byron. Um, she's the poet. Uh, he is the poet um, that you have heard about. Because when I read this book, I was like, wait, the Lord Byron? Yes, the Lord. Byron and his only legal wife for a very short stint, Annabelle Milbank. And she was a very proper mathematician. She was an heiress, only child in her family. Okay. Um, so this was a good connection for Lord Byron, who was very poor at that mm. time. So Ada, their daughter, was brought up by her mother and her grandparents. Um, Annabelle swept her up and Got her away from Lord Byron and his um, kind of crazy lifestyle. Her mother did not want Ada to fall into the kind of life her father lived. So she forbade make-believe play and fairy tales and fairy stories. None of the nurses, the governess, no one was allowed to let her make-believe. She had blocks. She had puzzles. She was brought up in a world of math and deductive reasoning And when she was finally introduced into London Society, which I'm always a sucker for London Society, Ada met others and was attracted to others kind of like-minded, like Charles Babbage. So Ada became an amazing mathematician and writer, and she and Charles Babbage actually created an invention. Well, Charles Babbage created it, and then Ada helped him develop it. And it was actually the first computer programming. Wow. Wow. And this is in the mid-1800s, wow. <laughs> the start of computer programming. They found that a computer could follow a sequence of instructions. So um, she's really known as the first woman of computer programming, and it wow. was in the 1800s. But this book really focuses a lot on Ada as a woman, daughter, wife, mother, etc. And I really enjoyed that approach to her story. It's from her point of view— which some people don't like because it's even her point of view as a child. Mm -hmm. So some people don't find that as reliable, but that was kind of a short portion of the book. Um, And being in her point of view, just kind of her mathematical brilliance is intertwined in who she is. She's not any one of those things separately. Others looked at her confused that a young woman could be so interested in math, but she really balanced it in a life where she finds happiness and passion uh, there are many other biographies about Ava, and I have found that they either only discuss her as a mathematician, computer programming um, person, or a daughter-wife-mother. And I really liked the balanced picture this one provides. In fact, a friend of mine, Dana Ducker, she was saying that she really was interested in learning about Ava, and she read a biography, and it was just one-sided. Mm. And so she was excited to try this book out, which I really yeah. feel is balanced. Um, And I really liked, this is one of the big connections to your last book. I loved the relationship that she worked through with her mother. Her mother was very controlling because she didn't even want poetry books in the house. Wow. So she was very controlling. um, And Ava kind of has to work through that relationship with her mother through the, and that is threaded in through the entire book. Um, And that was Enchantress
0: of Numbers by Jennifer Ciaverini. So this author also wrote Mrs. Lincoln's Dressmaker, which I really enjoyed. And I started this book whenever it first came out and didn't finish it. But now that I hear you talking about it, I think I want to give it another try. I like these books that talk about You know, how the women were quote unquote famous, but then also focus on them as people and the struggles that they have as real people.
1: It makes it very relatable. It does. It wasn't only about parties and this and that. It was about, you know, how Ava found that balance between work and family. Yeah. I mean, that's a struggle we all try to find a balance. Right. In.
0: I think that sounds good. I'm gonna give that one another try. All right. Okay, so in my hand right now, mm. my gosh, I'm so excited about this book. <laughs> I have Greenwich Park by Katherine mm. Faulkner, which came out in January of 2022. This is a twisty, oh. and it's a debut novel, I which cannot, makes me very excited.
1: I can't believe, I read this too, and I cannot believe it was a debut novel. I can't either.
0: So here's the starting point. Helen's life begins to change in very strange and disturbing ways when she attends prenatal classes and meets Rachel, who's another expectant mother in the class. And by the way, this is set in England, and they don't call them prenatal classes. They call them antenatal classes, which I thought was kind of strange, but I also read it in another book. So that's what they're called, antenatal, A-N-T-E. When Rachel begins turning up everywhere and behaving really oddly, things take a turn or multiple turns that affect Helen, her husband, her brothers, her best friend, and her sister-in-law. This book is filled with unreliable friends and family and lots of secrets. Everyone in the book seems unstable (laughs) And the author does an incredible job with building tension in that if you add in the fact that several of the characters are pregnant and that just contributes to the overall high stakes. There are multiple voices in this book, which keep you guessing, and the author separates the book by how many weeks Helen's pregnancy has advanced. So like it's week 30, it's week 32 and so on. The shocks literally <laughs> continue until the end. I actually gasped at the final sentences. Yes. <laughs> I loved it. And I hope the author writes another one soon. I listened to the book, which I'm a big fan of audiobooks. It was so well performed. And I highly mm. recommend So. Greenwich Park by Katherine Faulkner.
1: This book, um, I love. I don't always love an unreliable, like narrator mm-hmm. type thing, but they're all so unreliable and unstable yep. that you're just guessing. But you're. But at the same time, the author did such a good job of immersing you in the world. I wasn't confused. No, I just
0: wasn't it's sure so what actually good. was happening. Yeah, it's yeah. so good.
1: All right, so the book I I have in my hand is called Hide, H-I-D-E by Kirsten White, and this book came out in May of 2022. If you've seen this book, it is like a bright orangish yellow and has a Ferris wheel on it. It is it really made me want to pick the book up. It has a great cover, but here's the starting point for the story: 14 seemingly random people come together at an abandoned amusement park to play hide-and-seek. Okay. And if you are the last one not found by day seven, you win $50,000. Easy peasy. All are desperate to win for very different reasons. And as you had guessed, they are not given the full Mm. story. So I just want to describe this amusement park. It's like an amusement park that probably was left undiscovered for... Fifty years. Okay. Vines, roofs caving in. Um, the author does a good job of describing it. So friendships and teams form and disband. People start disappearing, and it seems that the seven days are going to last forever. I had so much hope and excitement for this book, but it di- it went a little too much sci-fi for me. Probably about eighty percent in. It's not a long book, so um, that was fine. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I kind of was in the mood for scary, creepy with great characters, and I did get great characters, pretty well-developed, in a sci-fi novel that went a little south for me by the last two chapters or so. I kind of thought of Lost, if you watched the series Lost, yes. how the smoke monster came in all yeah. of a sudden. Um, that's how I felt a little bit. I was thrown um, but it had a really interesting premise and Mac, who is our main character, um, and this tells it from the very beginning, she actually was the lone survivor of her father killing her family and himself
0: oh. in a
1: game of hide and seek. Oh my house. gosh. Okay. <laughs> So okay. the words come out, come out wherever you are are written in there quite a bit. Oh. Um, so I was that led me to like this is just gonna be really creepy, but then that sci-fi piece came in. Again, interesting premise. Um, and I'm sure many others would enjoy this as well. I almost would have liked being have being prepared that it had the sci-fi in it and I think I would yeah. have liked it a lot more. So okay. I'm telling you, like, if you like creepy, scary, with a little dollop of sci-fi, um, just know that that's in there, and you'll probably really enjoy. And it was Hide by Kirsten White.
0: Okay, that sounds interesting, and I loved, you showed me mm-hmm. the inside, the end papers have a great map yes. of the... Amusement park, which again, I'm always a sucker for books that have maps. Yeah, I love that. But I have to say, I would never, ever <laughs> go to a lost amusement park and pay, play hide and seek <laughs> for seven days for fifty thousand dollars. I just know something bad is going to happen well, the, in that time. Yes,
1: and the characters were hilarious. You had like a YouTuber, um, a, a girl that really wanted to be a social media influencer. Um, you had a kid that you didn't really know the background. You had an old military, um, older military vet that obviously had some PTSD issues. Okay. And you weren't really sure why these people were brought in because they were asked to participate in very strange ways.
0: Okay. Like a letter
1: appeared or someone suggested. So you knew as a reader that something was going to go yes. or there was going to be some kind of connection. Um, so that part of the story was really well written okay yeah sounds good thanks
0: so glad you joined us today if you'd like some other titles that go along with this theme check out our show notes from today's episode please share this episode with a friend and check
1: us out on Instagram at the book bumble we'd love it if you would subscribe to our podcast join us next time with a new bundle of wonderful reads
0: until next time